0: I'm Chloe Rickey, and this is What About the Women? This is episode one, Behind Closed Doors. For most people, it is hard to imagine facing the horrors of sexual exploitation, not being able to get an education, or being physically tortured by your own family. But for many women in India, these horrors are their everyday reality. In this podcast, we will talk about different examples of oppression and violence that women in India face, what perpetuates it, and the role that religion plays. In this episode, we will begin our discussion by talking about what happens behind closed doors in many Indian homes. One of the most horrific examples of violence against women in India is female feticide. To get a sense of the severity of this issue, In 1991, the child sex ratio in India was 974 girls to 1,000 boys. Just 20 years later, in 2011, it fell to a ratio of 914 girls to 1,000 boys. When you hear stories of violence against women, it is typically men who are the perpetrators. However, in the case of female feticide, the women are the culprits. The reason for this is that women in India know that giving birth to a daughter means they are putting a child into this world that is destined to face the same oppression they themselves have had to endure. This issue began in the 1990s when the ultrasound was invented. Women, upon finding out that they are pregnant with a girl and frightened for the life they know she will live, will leave the fetus on a farm, floating in a river, or wrapped in a bag. To give birth to a son is a great honor in India, but what about the women? So why do women prefer giving birth to sons over daughters? There are several reasons, one being the wage gap between men and women in India. In many jobs, men are paid far more than women. Most women in India do domestic work for which they are not paid. While men are seen as the money makers in India, the women are seen as burdens. Another reason women fear giving birth to daughters is the brutality they know they will face. India has a very patriarchal society and for this reason women are often the victims of mental, physical, and sexual abuse. Another major cause of female feticide is the fear of the consequences of dowry for their daughters. Because of dowry, nearly 7,000 to 8,000 women are murdered per year. Nearly 3,000 to 5,000 commit suicide. Dowry is a practice where a potential husband makes demands of a woman's parents, promising that if his demands are met, he will marry her. In the 1980s, it became very common for a woman's husband and in-laws to douse them with kerosene and set them on fire, and then report it as an accident caused by a stove exploding if the woman's parents could not meet the dowry demands of her husband. For some women, their parents are able to meet the demands of their husbands initially. However, more demands will continuously be made, and the woman will be tortured until every last one is met. Women are forced to act as servants in their own houses, sexually and physically abused by in-laws, stripped of any valuable belongings, beaten by their husbands, electrocuted, and even forced to face the terror of their husband and in-laws attempting to murder their children. This explains, in part, why a woman would rather commit female feticide than watch her daughter face what she has. Other examples of oppression and violence that women in India face are sati, or widow burning, and the barring of women from certain Hindu practices. We will discuss these more later when we look at the effect of religion on oppression of women in India. To learn more about the challenges women in India face, I spoke to Shriya Sachdeva, a 19-year-old college student at Texas Christian University. Shreya was born in Arkansas to an Indian American family. When she was 10 years old, her family moved to India for a year before returning to the United States where she currently lives in South Lake, Texas. Besides living there for a year, Shreya has gone to India many times throughout her life to visit family there. In the many times you have visited India, did you feel the oppression of women was very prevalent there? Was it obvious to you that the women around you or perhaps you personally were being mistreated?
1: In the times I visited India, I did feel like that there was a lot of oppression going on because even at home, where it's supposed to be comfortable, I saw that women were always in the kitchen serving food, whereas the men were sitting down being served and they ate first, then women took the leftovers. And... I saw I remember this I was like seven years old, and my cousin, who was a few months older than me, was allowed to go out into the streets whereas I couldn't even step outside the house into the area inside our gate without a male um accompanying me because of safety reasons and A bigger thing I saw was that you can't even talk about things that women go through like every month, uh, among other things just because it's considered like bad to talk about and so women would just suffer through silently as if nothing's going on and then they would also not ever be informed about it as they were kids they found out as a surprise when they're going through things like menstruation and it was just like surprise this is the rest of your life nobody ever told you this is how it's supposed to go so just I've seen a lot of disadvantage for women
0: what are some of the most common examples of oppression or violence towards women in India that you know of
1: One of the biggest examples of oppression that I see is that there's honor killings for females. And this is mostly in the past, but it does go on in villages in India even now, where they kill the female like even before they're born or right after they're born just because she's gonna go away in marriage anyways. So it's of no advantage to the parents, which I think is very, very wrong. And an example I also saw of this was, um, there are people in India who come to house to house and then take your clothes for laundry. And um, they iron it and everything, and they bring it back to you. And it's like their job. I used to see this little girl coming every day with her younger brother, and one day she just disappeared. And it was found later that her father killed her because um, he couldn't get her married because they were asking for money and he didn't have that. So it's just an example I've seen in a lot of different places. And so this idea of dowry, which is giving money to the husband's family, is so prevalent. And then women are also not included in wills. Ever, like even now, it's very, very rare relatively, which is um, a form of oppression. They also blame women for everything. Like if you go outside into the street and guys say something to you that is like offensive, it, they tell the woman, oh, you should have dressed up better. and Or you should have like, you know, gone with a friend. You should have avoided those areas. It's always put on the women woman. And I know it's. this happens in other places too, but it's very, very common in India. Um, there are cases of acid throwing where if a girl rejects a guy, he just throws acid on her face, so nobody else can accept her if it's not him, which is absolutely painful and heartbreaking. There's also cases that I've heard of, both inside my extended family and outside, where a family member rapes a family member, but if that victim goes and approaches anyone, Even women tell them to be quiet so that society doesn't look upon them or their family in a bad way. And the same thing goes on with abuse. Husbands can physically hit their wives. And there's also the superstition of divorce. So often a wife spends her entire life going through that. And there's also um, pressure to give birth, especially to sons. And from day one, when a woman gets married, they're always pressuring her to give children, especially sons, and they, even if, it's, if the woman's health does not allow her to have that many kids, they force her, and the mother-in-law especially just abuses that family. So there's a
0: lot of oppression, both from women and other men. So why do you think this mistreatment of women persists?
1: I believe that the oppression of women persists because it's an entirely systemic issue along with the cultural norm. Women are raised from the beginning to think that they're supposed to be this perfect example, this glue or the thing that keeps the household together. So they have to undergo a lot of different things and sacrifices because that's their job as a woman. And because of this culture that both women and men go through, no one's really stepping up to change it because that's the truth they've only ever known. And also, um, people in power don't want to give up their privilege, so it's working great for men. And women think that it's the right thing, so it just never goes out of um practice.
0: So, as a person who has studied the Hindu religion, what effect do you think Hinduism has on the way women are treated in India?
1: Even if we look at a religious text like the Bhagavad Gita, which is, um, a religious text by the god Krishna, um. You can see the relationship between gods and goddesses where it's always the female version um, worshiping the male version itself. There's religious uh, practices for for married women taking a fast for men every year. The men don't do that. It's for the women praying for the men's long health. And you can see the goddesses and like women serving the men like all the time. It's always the woman's sacrifice. Uh, I I mean, I can remember in religious texts and movies that we see for kids, it's the woman always like massaging the man's feet all the time and just basically personifying the husband as God. So not only do we see this in the personified God forms, but also we think of our husband as a form of God. Like that's what we're taught to do and like follow basically their orders because they're our caretaker. So because this is so common in culture as well as religion, I feel like Um, This entire systemic issue manifests itself in the form of women oppression.
0: Shreya talked a little bit about why she believes the oppression of women in India persists. In the next episode, we will dive deeper into this issue.